Hey, what's going on, Washington Football X? It's your boy, Rod. Steve just gave me a thumbs up, a little bit uh, premature a blast there, but all good. We are back with Pod 69, so what a better reason to come in a little bit hot uh, and steamy. So, Phil, kick off uh, Pod 69, and then we'll talk about one of the special guests we got here this evening. Go ahead, Phil. Well, Wait a minute, man. You said, said hot and steamy? <laughs> you God said hot and steamy. And what's, that shit ride. and what's funny is that if you know number 69 is – uh, probably the most notable guy to wear that number for the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, uh, would be a man with the nickname of Stink, Mark Slareth. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you know why he got that nickname, you know why hot and steamy is appropriate. There you go. Um, so he, a lot of people remember him from his the second half of his career ran with the Broncos, was on their two Super Bowl teams. He was actually our starting right guard for the 91 Super Bowl team, greatest team ever, uh, Was started all 16 games. Um, and he was notable because he was, like many guys who started on our offensive line, he was a late-round pick. He was uh, drafted in the 10th round of the 89 NFL draft, back when he had 12 rounds. Two hundred sixty third pick, and a guy ended up uh, starting over uh, starting one hundred forty games in the NFL, um, including oh. <laughs> the back hello, hello. To the Eagles. <laughs> Is this Howie Roseman? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. You're good, dude. Doug Peterson calling for a job. Um, so anyway, so yeah, Mark Schlereth, uh, he's uh, he's an analyst now. He has his own podcast. Uh, you know, so he's he's well known guy. But yes, guys start with Washington, established himself in Washington. Just another one of those uh, second wave hogs that uh, we remember very fondly. Absolutely, and we all remember Stink uh, bringing lots of destruction on the, the dirty. Dirty birds up north in Philly. So, with that being said, we got to introduce our guest. I know. I'm sorry, Eric. Hey, hey, Steve gave me the the, the info on you. So, we are joined this evening by Eric Helwig. Uh, he has a podcast, pretty pretty damn hilarious. It's uh, bringing the backup. So, when you hear a podcast named like that, you you would assume that the guy has to be a Washington football team fan because that's all we typically do in this fan base is talk about backups. Uh, but Eric, like I said, he has a, a podcast, bringing the backups. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, the guy rants about backup quarterbacks across the league, not just Philadelphia. So, Erica, thanks for joining us this, e- this evening, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I actually thought Schlereth got his nickname by paying prostitutes to take dumps on his chest. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure that's what it is. God damn. He thug looks like the kind of dude who may do that, but no. Thug life. <laughs> you got some good chili, though. I mean, it's- that name is kind green of pretty, The green chili was pretty good. <laughs> give him credit on that. Now, I don't want to eat it now. After what I don't think any guest has had a better introductory comment than that one, man. So you get a fucking round of applause for sure. <laughs> who was talking shit on me when I was trying to figure out my headphones? Because <laughs> that, was, that was Phil. Phil, me, that someone. Was, that was all me. of us. Yeah. It was all of us. Look, look, I see Philly 083 as a tag here. So, like, what? Are you a Philly fan or what? what's going on? Ooh. No, my name's Phil, and everybody calls me Philio right back home. So you're so – you're, uh, uh, I did uh, – no, I, I have fan. no love for Philly. I'm a D.C. guy. All right. I don't like the Flyers. I don't like the Phillies. I don't like the Eagles. don't like the Sixers. Can, can I tell you one of my favorite thing is that the uh, you don't like the black on Whoopi Goldberg's lips. No. <laughs> Y'all don't watch Don't like the Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard. They're uh, I guess now backup tight end, but if Ertz leaves, he'll be the starter. But uh, we all started calling him Philly Goddard because they just couldn't stand saying the word Dallas every time he caught a pass. <laughs> wow, uh, that's hilarious. That's true, I can see that. Goddard. Yeah, I can see that though. Hey, so so Eric. You know, I know your background already, but can you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you were raised, where you were born, like you told me, and then how you became a, a Eagles fan before we before we go Hold further on. down into this podcast? Yeah, I do it like this. In West Philadelphia, you're born in... Nah, just... <laughs> um, so, yeah, my uh, I was a military brat, so I was born in Germany. We moved around a lot when I was a kid. I actually, I always tell people I was not in the same school until high school. 
Um, I was in a new school every single year uh, moving through eighth grade. And so I lived a lot of places. I lived in uh, South Carolina, Louisiana, New Jersey, Virginia. A lot of my family, my mom's family's from the D.C. area. So I actually, most of my family are Washington fans. Uh, yeah. But my dad's from Philly. And he did a very effective job of brainwashing me as a kid. Even though kids, y'all should be like me. I have no dad. Become a Washington fan. <laughs> wow. wow. That's true. A bunch, a bunch of dadless men usually flock to the <laughs> Washington right. football team. Do I have to keep saying Washington football team? I mean, I you say whatever you want. Dumb. You, you, yes, you do. <laughs> Why? You can say Red Wolves. We, you know, our no, like no. Well, let me. Well, well, look, look. We don't got to go racial in the first five seconds. But my grandmother's Aztec Indian. Okay, she's uh-huh. from Laredo, Texas. She was married to my grandfather. They lived in D.C. and they had redskin shit all over their house. So if she was cool with it. Can I say it? Washington football team is like eighty-five syllables. Like I, I'm like a year older, and my pubes turn grayer by the time I'm done saying it. <laughs> name, give your team a name. I'm not going to say Washington football team every time I want to say Redskins. Just call them the Hogs or something, but pick a name, guys. It's not woke to not have a name. It's annoying. You know, you know, Rodney oh, and God. Phil have that same opinion. I, I don't mind football team or whatever. I mean, I was uh-huh. a mascot, but Rod, Rod and Phil are very, uh, let's pick a name and let's go. Well, well, my my, uh, my brother-in-law says, like, I mean, maybe you guys know this too. People started just calling him the team. Which I think is like I think that sounds pretty cool. Me too. But, like, but they're not my team, so I'm not gonna call them the team. Yeah. So like you guys got a nickname. You for can them. call them the team that beats the Eagles. That's what you can call. Them. What you do can you call us, Daddy? Dude, how how is anybody that roots for your terrible franchise have any type of arrogance about your team? You. I, I don't know. That's how they talk to us now. They got one Super Bowl, man. They got one Super Bowl. That's how they talk you to us. You just joined the club a couple years ago now. Uh, is it, so is it Dev? Yes, yes it is. Yep. Dev, how old are you? I don't want to tell my age, but I'm probably older than you are. I'm 43. You're 43. Okay. So yeah. in that case, like you, you were like maybe still shitting your pants when the Redskins won a Super Bowl, right? Like how old were you? I think I was playing Tecmo Bowl when that happened, so I was old enough. <laughs> I remember are you sure? Okay, okay. Yeah. Because, because the Redskins hate no, it. And the Redskins hate it. I don't think you developed object permanence yet. Okay. You were a little kid. The team has sucked your whole life. So you've got no reason to go after an Eagles fan. We won the Super Bowl three years ago. Three years? Yeah. 2018. We got bragging rights. We got bragging rights for now. My auntie's not an Aztec. She's more it's not a Navajo. She's more of a Chicago hoe. But she didn't care. <laughs> she didn't care what we called the team. She, she, and my uncle raised me a Washington fan. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah. they, they, are, I'm from Kentucky, by the way. But they're, uh, they're Air Force. They were, my uncle was a uh, chief master sergeant Air Force. You know, okay. He worked at the Pentagon, so I used to go there as a kid, and that's what, uh, that's what turned me into a fan. My, uh, that- yeah, my, my dad worked in the Pentagon on 9/11. Wow, oh, shit. Yeah. he's alive. Did anybody did he, did he see anything? Because nobody else did. No, so he so he he had like two offices because he had he was in the military, but he'd gotten out by that point. So and like literally gotten out of the army like maybe like three months before all that stuff. And so like he had an office in the Pentagon, but I guess like one day a week he was uh somewhere out in like suburban Virginia. And he happened to be out of the Pentagon that day. But my godfather so I actually misspoke. My dad was not in the Pentagon, but he worked in the Pentagon yeah, yeah. when that happened. And then my godfather was there and saw shit. So yeah, that was kind of a crazy. I, that, I don't know. I don't why. I don't know why I would be talking about this on your football podcast. We very seldom talk about football on this fo- football <laughs> podcast on Saturday. You know. Let me let me answer the question, Steve asked. So my dad brainwashed me. There's. There's photos of me when I'm three years old in a Randall Cunningham jersey in like Bad Kreuznach, Germany. Like I like I, I I didn't even know what the Eagles were, but he did a very effective job of just making it so I almost like he passed that down like a family heirloom. So yeah, by the time we came to the States, I was a diehard Eagles fan. And it was me and him against like the rest of my my mom's side of the family, because they were all skins fans. And uh, and that was it, man. And like for most of my life, I mean, really, 
leading up to like McNabb being the quarterback, the Eagles were were really bad. And even when they were good, like they had a great defense, uh, they couldn't get it right at quarterback or, you know, Randall couldn't get it done in the playoffs as much as I love Randall Cunningham. So it was like a very, it felt like a, an earned moment when we won the Super Bowl because it's like, it, it felt like a very snake bitten franchise. Even when the Eagles were good, you like knew that like something was going to happen to fuck it up. And then the fact that they won the Super Bowl with a goddamn backup quarterback just made it that much sweeter. You know, it was like the ultimate yes. FU to the football yes. gods for that to ha- for it to happen that way. Do you, the do you irony wish- of that happening. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to ask you, do you wish that you guys kept foes over Wentz? Oh, dude. Oh, my God, dude. How, how long do I have on this podcast? Foles <laughs> <laughs> is the greatest. I had this discussion today at lunch. Foles is the greatest backward quarterback that ever lived, man. Of course he is. Or or Doug Williams. I'd say, I would say Doug Williams because he won a Super Bowl. So the Foles. And, and, well, no, what I'm saying is, is like I value it as like who took their team the farthest. So Doug Williams was number one. Then I guess like Hostetler won as a backup. So you'd have to throw him That's on true. there. I forgot him. And then uh, – but then what Nick Foles did as a backup – As look, as great as that Doug Williams Super Bowl is, I mean – Nick Foles threw for like 800 yards against Tom Brady in the fucking hey, Super Bowl. Hey, he did it. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, shit. Oh no, Taylor Heineke did that, man. Where are you bringing them back what? up? I'll play Brady. What are you that's saying, not, dude? That's words, have to, words have to mean something, Dev. <laughs> Words have to mean I'm something. Saying, you, you're saying that Foles beat Tom Brady. So did Taylor Heineke. What's that mean? No, 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 so that's what matters. So that's a better performance than Taylor Heineke in a wild – I can't even believe I'm making this argument. I can't even. I'm sorry. You guys, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. No, we apologize. We're very, we're very, we're very divided on, on the highest of graves here. Jesus, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, this Our is what happened. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Taylor Heineke is going to one day make a fantastic episode for your pod. Dude, I look, I'm all – look, this is how I choose who I'm <laughs> This is how I choose who I'm rooting for on a depth chart. Who's the more backup-y player? That guy never got a shot. I'm rooting for him. So as much as I, I – look, I love Fitzpatrick, and in on 28 NFL teams, I'd be rooting for him to uproot the starter. But Taylor Heineke was like – he's literally like probably taking like accounting classes a week before playing in the yeah. playoffs. How, how the hell am I not going to root for that guy? Right over yeah. over anybody like literally anybody like I don't care right. if you have Trevor Lawrence and Taylor Heineke's your practice squad arm. Right. I'm like Heineke over Lawrence. <laughs> I ride with the backups till I'm dead. Rider like, Jesus, Jesus, you, you, quarterback this, Heineke, Heineke. Eric, <laughs> Eric in, a, in, in, a, in an alternate universe, you are a diehard Washington fan with that ma- mindset right there. Yeah, well, I remember when you guys had you guys were trying to you know make Shane Matthews a thing. Like, uh, I, like I like we tried to make John Beck a thing. John Beck, yeah, you were like, hey, dude, if Magic Underwear works, he proved <laughs> you can fuck <laughs> your way out of Magic Underwear <laughs> into a shitty career. No, right. like uh, you guys have so many back. I, I mean, look, I just love those spur. I just love like Spurrier. Like I know there was like a thing where like people are pissed that like. Uh, uh, Tebow's coming back as an eighth string tight end in, in training camp next year. But like, that's the thing that every coach does, especially college coaches. They just bring all their guys from their school and they think like, yeah, this will work. Uh, so the fact when Spurrier came to you guys that he had D- Danny Werfel who had like a noodle arm in college, in yeah. college, they were like, this dude can't throw out routes. <laughs> like the receivers are having to come back to the ball once they go eight yards out. The fact that that dude had starts for your team is crazy. Who like, was who was who was worse though, Spurrier or Chip Kelly? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Chip, well, Chip, well, Chip got to the playoffs, and I, what did Spurrier went eight and eight both seasons, right? 
No. No. Uh, no. Seven and nine and five and eleven. Right. And then he was out. Oh wow. He I thought I thought he had a five hundred season. I guess I'm wrong nope. on that. Look, no, five hundred. You're not going five hundred with Danny Werfel on your practice squad. Here's the thing. It, what I liked about Spurrier was that he was up front. I remember there was a press conference where he was. They were like, "Yeah, somebody said they saw you leaving the practice. They saw you leaving the facility at four thirty on a Friday before a game." He was like, "Yeah, I had a golf. I was playing golf." Like, he, Spurrier just didn't care. Like, he was like, I'm a lazy college coach, and I'm going to see if I can get by on minimal effort in the NFL. And he couldn't. Chip Kelly was like, oh, I'm all, like, team and blah, blah, blah. And, like, and then and then the way he ran that team sucked, man. Like Customized uh, protein shakes from Chip Kelly. Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly was, like, a, he was more than a morale killer. He was, like. I don't know, like a morale rapist. Like he was the worst. Oh. He just ruined everything about what was so fun about that Eagles team. Like, I don't know. Like, I, obviously, I love Deshaun Jackson. I think LaShawn McCoy is a piece of shit, but like, I loved him as a player. But like, the way he like unceremoniously dumped players and then like, like leaked shit to the press about like Deshaun being in a gang, I was like, I was like, fuck this guy, man. Like, even if we're good, I don't want to be good like this. Like, right. I just didn't like – for a guy that talked about culture, I thought his culture sucked. So I was – I'm not surprised he's struggled in every place he's been since Philadelphia. I thought he had, like – the dude should have stayed in Oregon. Yeah. Stayed, stayed at Oregon. He could have still been coaching there. He'd be, like, the all-time – he could be an all-time college football great if he had done that. I mean, I live in L.A. He's out at UCLA now. I keep telling myself I want to, like, go see a game sometime. And then I remember he's the coach. And I'm like, I'll wait till he's fired. And then I'll go. <laughs> i tell you what, though. The first time we saw his we saw his offense. The first time we saw his offense, though, was insane uh, when he, when he came to D.C. And we were like, oh, my gosh. We, there's no way. One, this is not sustainable. And two, how do you stop it? Like, the players were dead tired. But they were just – I think their offensive plays were – breaking records every game yeah. for the amount of offensive plays. It was crazy. You remember Foles yeah. in 2013, his second season. I think it was his second season, second or third. He oh, threw 27 touchdowns and yep. two interceptions. Yeah. And, like, people are like, Foles sucks. He's, he's a – I'm like, dude, he threw 27 touchdowns. Like, on no level – can you suck and do that? Even in a great, even in a great system, it's like I'm thinking of like the Hawaii quarterbacks that used to do like the run and gun, like Timmy Timothy Chang, rest in peace, Yeah, I would like, kill my mother to have a Washington quarterback throw for 27 touchdowns oh and two gosh. interceptions. Seriously, yeah. dude. That by the way, can we, talk about, can we talk about how Colt Brennan did nothing but dominate in preseason games? Yes, and never got a start. That. Never got I a snap for, for you guys. Never, never took a snap. Nope. Yeah, crazy. That. I never. mean, he got, he got hurt though, so that's kind of what really accelerated yeah. his derailment with us. Well, he got. I think it was right after you guys. He got in that car accident, and it made him yeah. like crazy, and he was yep. fucked up after that. And the crazy thing is, the only reason he did get a shot was because Jim Zorn didn't like him. That's all it was. Zorn just didn't care for the guy personally, and. The th but you see, it's, it's funny because one of our, one of the biggest blogs um, that covers the team is Hogs Haven, and they have the preseason uh, MVP award, which they now have named the Colt, the Mason Brennan Award over Colt Brennan and Marcus Mason, who was a running back who ran for like 500 yards in four preseason games and never took a regular season snap. Yeah. So we're we're notorious for the the preseason heroes. Preseason around here. Man, Colt Brennan, I just – I had such a memory. I, I Obviously, I love underdogs. I have a podcast about backup quarterbacks. But, like, I just remember him at Hawaii with, like, the rainbow visor. Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. That was the most badass thing. Yep. He threw sidearms. He had a rainbow visor, and he plays for a college that's in the middle of the fucking Pacific Ocean. Yeah. I was like, that's the, cool, that's the coolest quarterback in the NFL – I was so rooting that he would one day like get a shot somewhere. I mean, the truth is, is like as much shit as we've been talking about on each other's teams, I actually don't hate Washington football. Like I, I, I feel bad for you guys. Like I feel. Randall Cunningham's my favorite player ever. What's up? Randall Cunningham's my favorite quarterback ever. Dude, 
never once rooted for them. But yeah. every when you talk about people like Michael Vick, it, it's all in the shadow of Randall Cunningham. Yep. Like, can like, I can I tell a dirty secret then? Since we're being honest here, yes. Yeah, let's hear it. Hey, addicts, before you guys disown me after I tell this little dirty secret on the pod, uh, let's take a quick break for this ad for Maker. So growing up, I had a huge starter Eagles, like trench coat jacket. I had a Randall Cunningham jersey. Eric, this is groundbreaking news, by the way. Yeah, I never told anyone no, this. No, are you serious? Is this before, is this before the yellow a, what kind of, what kind of I'm white mom sure. gives a, a trench coat, man? That's I'm pretty really sure, like, if I go to my parents' house. Like, so I'm, I'm from Connecticut. My father's from um, Georgia, but his high school colors yeah. were burgundy and gold. So that's a little bit of my Redskins origin story. But I liked Randall Cunningham as a kid. And then, thankfully, I just ended up switching over full-time. So I never really – I never really rooted for the Eagles, but I had an affection for Randall Cunningham. I, I was—I remember playing Tecmo Bowl and choosing the Eagles a lot more often because he was wicked fast and either oh, yeah. he's throwing a cannon or he's taking off and breaking tackles. In Tecmo was, Bowl. Not liking Randall Cunningham when you were a kid, when you were old enough to watch football games and see his highlights, that would be like not liking Michael Vick in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Or even after his dog fighting, which I liked him more. No, I'm just kidding. I've been, a, I've been in a lot of dog fights. Hey, that 07 was it 07 he came back and just took the no, I think he, I know he, uh, when did I graduate college? 2007. So he went away in 05? Six, wasn't it? 05, 06. Dude, so this is a true story. I was supposed to interview him that day that the story broke because I was, no talking, way. I was, I went to a school, Christopher Newport University, which is in Newport News, which is where he's oh, yeah. bad news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was going to do like some football charity event at Warwick High School, which is right next to where I lived. The school paper put me on it. So I had like a list of questions for Michael Vick. And as I'm going over it, like my buddy puts on the TV and it's like fucking dog skeletons coming out of his house. I was like, I don't think I'm going to get to ask him any questions today. Yeah, (laughs) He, He came back to Philly in 2009. Is what I is what I see. No, yeah, he, yeah, went, away, he went away. He did like a full three years at Leavenworth. Yeah, yeah. I just then, remember him coming back to DC and him and Deshaun. Just it was a Monday Night Football game. My father in law the was there. Dude. First play of the game. Oh yeah, Deshaun for like yes. seventy yards. Oh it my was, god, dude! I I could yeah. come thinking about it. Leron Landry yeah. getting burned very badly. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and Albert getting yeah. nap on the field. Oh my god! Uh, when I was when I was saying I feel bad for you guys, I don't mean that in like a real like uh, a condescending way. Like I mean it genuinely. Like I feel bad because I know that Washington fans are like diehard fans in the same cut of like like I respect people who like know the game, love their team, stick with their team when their team sucks. Not like the fucking Cowboys yeah. or like like fair weather fan bases or people who aren't even from an area pretending they like a team because they were good when they were kids. Like if you're still a Washington fan now, you must love the team. And like the fact that like so many people in my family are just die hard for them when they've been bad for decades or yeah. with little glimpses of stuff. I'm like, I do respect that. But like, I remember just going to games and being like parking is $55. Like, <laughs> yeah. the way that, like they screw you that like why do you play in maryland yeah why are you in maryland like just things it's like that where i'm like i'm like it just feels like it's just needles in the fan base of like let's do everything we can do to make people not want to root for our team and right. like I, I really do you know i don't want to make you guys start crying or anything but like i think you guys are fucked i think like i appreciate you sticking with your team but until you get rid of that guy at the top, man, who runs the organization like a Hooters, apparently, like you guys, got, you guys got <laughs> well, I'll say this: got to move on. I think we're better team. now. I think we're better now. He's getting, yeah. he's gotten rid of himself. <laughs> yeah, like they pretty much, pretty much, Ron Rivera and company told him, go to your yacht, go to the Mediterranean, show up on Sundays to watch the game, and we'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know, you you keep you know having lawsuits with uh you know the 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 former minority owners and such over leaked news and things like that. 
You you, keep, you do all that. We'll handle the football shit. We keep getting fined with cutting down the trees at your palatial Potomac estate to keep your view of the Potomac <laughs> River. I love that story. Oh, I remember that. He's such a dickhead in every way you can be a dickhead, man. And there was another story where they, uh, you know, his 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 kid went to school with another kid and they dropped him off. And he said, you know, someone just stopped by and said, hey, Dan, how you doing? He goes, it's Mr. Snyder. You know, to his son's classmates. Now that information is like seven years old, but still, it's it's still funny. You know, you know, what weird is like, there's insane. a chance we would ever we would meet him and be like, he's a cool guy. Like, who knows? Like, yeah, he wears he Timberlands. The board meetings. He wears Timberlands. That's right. Yeah, he and he like, laces oh. them properly. Does he fuck in Timberlands? Because if he fucks in Timberlands, uh, oh, he plays basketball in Timberlands. He's invited to the barbecue in jeans. <laughs> right. Hey, Eric, I'm a, I'm a try to this. This has been an awesome chat. I'm gonna try to get to some of the questions that we at least uh, had for you with your expertise with the backup. So earlier in this pod, you talked about you want to root for Taylor Heineke just because he has such a. A, a story where he didn't necessarily have a chance. He's out of the league. He's fucking taking accounting classes. He comes back in, plays pretty well against Tom Brady. And then yeah. we were we were all assuming that we signed him to a one-year deal, very cheap. And we're like, okay, we're going to roll with this guy coming up. And then we end up signing, you know, Fitzpatrick a couple of weeks later. So with that, the question is, we know that you said you want to root for Heineke, but which quarterback do you think is actually the best for the Washington football team since they're all basically backups anyway? Who's behind Fitzpatrick and Heineke? I don't even. Who's uh, your, Kyle, Kyle Allen, Allen. And, uh, Kyle Allen. Jordan Tamu and or Stephen Montez. Did you guys have like a guy like named like Hamden something a while ago? Oh yeah yeah yeah. What um, was his name? He was he ne- he he was he was signed and then released. He, he went he to my high school. Oh, oh man, it's like Hamden Brock or some name. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not answering. Let me answer your question. I, I was no. I wanted to say, I wanted to say that guy's name and be, have a really funny line, but I forgot his name. Um, <laughs> who who do I think's better? Oh, yeah. who, who's the best for that? Like fucking you week went, you one. Went you went to O'Connell. You went to O'Connell. I went to O'Connell. Yeah. My wife went to uh, um, uh, shit. Ireton. She went to Ireton. You, oh, I went you to Ireton. Even have a wife, Steve. Ireton. Bishop Ireton. Yes, yes, yes. Funny. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to real that. <laughs> I, come from a, I come from a family of the I don't know how old your wife is, but it's possible I made out with one of her friends at Remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Possibly. taking girls to movies when I was that age. Um, so I think, I think Fitzpatrick's probably a better player overall, but like obviously Fitzpatrick is like like the most bipolar quarterback in the NFL, like, you know, it's, it's hack at this point to be like five touchdowns one week, five picks the next week. But, you know, it's also like, it's an NFL season. Someone's going to get hurt. I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, Heineke has a real shot. I mean, the way he played in that playoff game was just so inspired. And like, I don't know, this, this kind of goes back to the Foles question, which I didn't answer fully last time, but like, if the team plays well with a quarterback, that's what matters. And I feel like the Redskins have a team where it's like they're both going to get a shot. I think Fitzpatrick's going to start games and Heineken's going to start games. And if you guys win, I don't. It doesn't matter if you win two to zero. Whoever started the two to zero game should be the quarterback the next week, because that's the biggest thing that happens. I think in football with backups is like these football nerds who don't don't play football try to be the smartest guy in the room, and they're like, yeah, Nick Foles won us the Super Bowl, but Carson Wentz is younger. I think we'll just commit to him and keep Foles on the team and put a statue of Nick Foles at the stadium that Carson Wentz gets to walk by every day. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I don't understand anything about human nature. I just assume that'll work out, right? Duh. <laughs> like, it's just stupid. It didn't like, work out for Minnesota with Keenan either. They should have kept him, Case Keenum. Of course. Yeah. Dude, I mean, yes. Like, here's the thing. If your team's having success, you ride the train into hell because that's why you're having success. It's the Ravens getting rid of Trent Dilfer after they win the Super Bowl. They're like, Elvis Gerback will be better. Yeah, did you? they didn't even make the fucking playoffs the next season. And there's no question that Elvis Gerback is a better quarterback than Trent Dilfer. But for that team, Trent Dilfer is the quarterback. Yep. It's, like, it's like, imagine, play, like, I play pickup basketball out here. 
when your team wins, it doesn't matter that like I'm a fat white dude playing point guard when I shouldn't be that can't dribble. If if I win, I get to play the next game. Someone's got to come beat me. I won. So the idea that like the people who won the Super Bowl or had success in a season don't get to run it back next, that's football nerds ruining the sport. It's people trying to be the smartest guy in the room and they don't understand that like if Eagles if the Eagles play better with Foles as quarterback because they know Foles isn't as good as Carson Wentz and they have to hit their assignments better because this guy can't hack it unless they do, then who gives a shit? That's why they win. If they're winning, then you just let them keep doing it. Yeah. Like it just it fucks with team chemistry to do anything other than that. And I think it's like I don't know. So with the red, I actually think you guys are in a great position because the rest of the team's going to have to nut up. You already have a great defense. Uh, hopefully you get, I don't know what you did in the draft because you're not my team, but hopefully you got some weapons. And if Fitzpatrick plays great in week one, great. And as soon as he starts playing like shit, which he will, Heineke will come in and if he plays great, then go with him. It almost doesn't matter because you've got all the other pieces the thing yeah. you shouldn't do is go like, well, we said Ryan Fitzpatrick was the starter and he's making more money, so we should go with him. Or, well, Tyler Heineke's younger and he had those great games three weeks ago. It's like ride the hot hand, stop acting like you know football if you don't. <laughs> if the team's winning, you play the dude that won the game. It's that simple. To yeah, me, I, I, I think Rivera's going to do that too, man. Uh, he, he just – it seems like with his, the way he's been running the team – um, I don't think that he's going to be reliant. What about the Alex Smith a few times? He had yeah, but to. He was winning games. Back to other guys, and you might be right, I guess. But but did he go? Yeah, I, I thought he went back to Alex Smith because Kyle Allen got hurt. Didn't he? Yeah, get yeah, he went hurt, and then he went to. Uh, he had, he had benched Smith. Dwayne. He benched Dwayne. Kyle Allen got hurt, so. Alex Smith Alex comes, comes in, in. Yeah. and we all hold our breath for six weeks. Dude, how, how crazy! How, dude, Alex's Smith leg looked like a half-eaten turkey leg at Thanksgiving. Oh, it, the fact it, that it, that dude played in the NFL again is like the most inspiring shit I've ever seen in my life. And then he went and then he ruined it. Yeah, he went and ruined it on his way out. What did he do? Oh, he went to GQ and said, oh, they didn't really want me to play and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. And Ron Rivera came out and said, yeah, did you see the – basically said, did you see the guy's leg? Look like lasagna. Was we didn't want to put him out there and just we, – we didn't want to put him out there unless we had to. And well, he, he took offense to the fact that Ron came out and said – we think we could have did the same thing with with a healthy Kyle Allen, and yes. that's when what started everything. That would piss me off. That would offend my competitive nature too. Yeah, I would say if somebody but, said that. But like, in fairness to the, in fairness to Rivera, Alex Smith looked like he stepped on a landmine. He did. So I can. He rehabbed with War Heroes in, in the center for Intrepid in, in Texas. Like, he did look like a, a war fucking. Uh, Yes, more battle injury. It was bad. Yeah, my buddy's sister uh, worked at some medical, like uh, military hospital, and that's where he was for a little bit. So she was like yeah. helping him rehab, and they were hooking mm. up. They were hooking up. He was cheating on his wife with her. <laughs> Damn! I knew it! I knew it! Breaking I told y'all. <laughs> How many ways can I get sued on this podcast? <laughs> I was waiting. I just wait, I'm just reflecting back because just a minute ago he said he might know Steve's wife. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tie all this shit together. Like it's Steve's wife. <laughs> Steve's gonna punch Devin in the what face. I, what I didn't mention, Malik, Malik Cunningham. I'm a, I'm a Louisville guy, and Randall Cunningham's son starts quarterback for Louisville. Man, I forgot about Does that. He? Yeah, Malik. Uh, how? What year is he? I think he might be a junior or senior coming this year. And he's gonna start. I'll. He started last year. He started last year. By the way, they're they're terrible. Louisville. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, I didn't even yeah, know they're... that they were Cunningham's kid, but I knew that they were terrible. Yeah, they're fucking ass. The, the offense is okay. I wish they fire Satterfield. I hate that fucking. I'll take Chip Kelly. That's how bad we are. How is uh? But how is Malik playing? Is he playing well? He's, he's, he's really fast. <laughs> really fast. That's not a, that's not great when you ask how a quarterback's yeah. playing. It usually means there there's no offense. Yeah, we're used to we're used to Teddy Bridgewater and you know and and you know Lamar Jackson. And then you got. You know, kind of him. Um, 
uh, uh, McCaffrey, Ed McCaffrey's youngest son, he transferred to Louisville. He's a quarterback. So it's supposed to be a quarterback uh, battle. Competition. Right. Except one yeah. on the loser will probably pay receiver. Well, because I like Randall Cunningham a lot more than Ed McCaffrey, I'm going to say definitively Malik's a better player. There you go. Oh, I'm, I'm, sure you. I'm looking at your stats right now. The kid, the ex-giant, right? Yeah, he had he had 20 touchdowns last year, 12 interceptions, 2,600 yards passing. But I mean, it's a COVID year, so you can you really gauge the kids, you know, production? And I, I don't know. Co- the coach, I can, I can gauge it. Randall Cunningham's kid. I'm rooting for him. He's better. There you go. I feel no pressure to be correct about. I think he'll get drafted. I think he'll get drafted, but maybe not at receiver. I think he'll get drafted though. He would take Chip Kelly as a coach. On previous podcasts, previous oh, podcasts, he said that he would take for Louisville, he would take Jay Gruden back as their head coach. Too. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. This, this tells you Dev's standard for his own college. Look, I would take Andy Dick at court coach at Louisville if that's who could have him. Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit who it is, man. That guy is That's the best answer, yeah. Dude, Andy Dick is one of the most underrated comedic performers of all For time. For sure. And I watched the Employee of the Week or whatever last the other day. Yeah. It's blind yeah. as fuck. It's like, what the fuck? That shit gets me every time, dude. It's funny as shit. Dane Cook is not a good actor, but that's easily his funniest movie. He's a terrible yeah. actor. He's bad, but yeah. that movie is still really good. He's the same guy in every movie like Keanu Reeves. It's pretty much Neo and everything. Except for Bill and Ted. That's Except like the only thing he's different. Everything Look, else, he's the same guy. I, I can't go with you fully on that. I think Keanu Reeves is a little bit better than Dane Cook. Keanu Reeves' movies are great, because, but he's pretty much John Wick and Neo and, and, the, and, the, and the Ronin guy. They're the same dude, man. It's the same guy. It's the same actor, for sure. That's a good observation, Des. No, I'm just saying, but it's the same. It's the same character. I know. He's like, oh man, Neil's in the phone booth. You're like, I don't know (laughs) what this shit is. His movies are great. I'll watch all of them. So let me let me let me ask you let me ask this, Eric, because I I I enjoy your podcast. I of course love the Rex Grossman one because Rex was was our guy. Sexy Rex. Um, But let me ask this: Sex Cannon, NFC. Yeah, the Sex Cannon. Um, the NFC East has given us a million backup quarterbacks in the past 40, 50 years. Which is the one that you're like, I have to do an episode on this guy at some point? Which is the uh, one that's just like eating at you from the NFC East? I don't know. I mean, look, I, because I'm an Eagles fan, I got the, the guy that I already did on my podcast for the Eagles was Coy Detmer. And he was always the one that he was my favorite backup quarterback ever um he was like i just i I don't know why but it was a 98 game the eagles were like two and 13 and they went to green bay on monday night football and it was coy Detmer versus brett Favre. and at one point john madden goes uh he's like a less talented brett Favre." and i and i was like just that just made me love him so much and so i just (laughs) and he was like he was the placeholder and he was like really good for david acres holding kicks i just started rooting for him louisville (laughs) <laughs> Acres, Louisville. Yeah. So like, uh, so I think I got like my guy that I had to get right off the bat. I started my podcast with Coy Dentmer. I honestly could have ended my podcast after Coy. I could have just done one episode and been, like, <laughs> called the podcast. Coy Dentmer was my favorite. And then that's the end. Uh, but if, if I, I'll go away from my team and I'll say, because I'm on a Washington podcast, I'll throw you guys a bone. Um, well, who's one, who's your quarterback? I know I mentioned Shane Matthews and Danny Werfel. I'm obsessed with like crappy Spurrier era quarterbacks. I mean, Gus. I don't know if Gus Farratt would count because he started, he started. a lot. He did. Jerry Lorenzen, man. Jerry Lorenzen. He never came. He was on. He was a Giants backup quarterback. What I'm saying it's, it's from Kentucky. Oh, Jared Lorenzen. I would do 300 pounds. I'm a little worried that like I'm going to do a whole podcast making fun of a dead dude. And then someone's going to email me, I think about Jared every day like his fucking mom, and then I'm not going to sleep for two weeks. He's like a hero over here in Kentucky. I hate anything <laughs> Kentucky, though, except for Jules Randall. I love that guy. Everybody <laughs> else fucking hate. See, I figured you're, I figured you're going to say, like, Bobby Hoying. You know, no, being dude, no. Guy. Bobby Hoying was so... 
That was such. Did you ever see that movie Jack? Yeah. Robin Williams, where they're where they're like, uh, he's forty when he's ten. Yeah. And they never mention the fact that he has like a big hairy cock, which is like the whole movie. Like they never they just skip over that part. They just ignore that part of it. Yeah. Yeah, like the most horrifying part of it. I never saw that part, but I, I imagine what Robin Williams' dick looks like. That's what I, you know. No, there's a, there's a deleted scene where Robin Williams just jerks off in front of a mirror. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Like the caveman's nose. No, 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 no. no. So, like, uh, Bobby Hoying was like, he he came in for the last two games. This is right before they drafted. Uh, uh, McNabb and, uh, or no, maybe it was a couple years, but it was actually a couple years before that. And like, he played well against the Bengals in like a meaningless game at the vet. He threw like three touchdowns to bring them back. And then they're like, everybody in Philly bought Bobby Hoying jerseys. We're like, this is it. We finally got our guy. He started, I think it was nine games the next season through zero touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Like, I, there's never been a quicker cliff. Like, there was no – like, this part where you're supposed to get excited about a player was, like, one game, and then he was just horrible. And he was, I think he was injured the next year, and now he, like, sells real estate or something. So, like, if I was objective, I'd say Bobby Hoying would be a great one, but it hurts so much to remember how much <laughs> I was, like, looking forward to the Bobby Hoying season that I feel like it's, like, revisiting a trauma to use a word everybody likes to use. I feel like it's a childhood trauma to mention Bobby Hoying's name to anybody who's a true Eagles fan. I mean, I, I would like, I would, I would go a little retro with you guys. Like I know we mentioned Doug Williams before. I'd love to do an episode on Doug Williams. Um, he had a fascinating career to me. He had a fascinating, like three games. He was pretty much trash. after. No, his, his career before that was, before was that, interesting. When he was in Tampa. Tampa. Uh, yeah. So, like, I know he's – I mean, I guess that maybe he doesn't count as an NFC quarterback, but I would do him. Um, if I was going to do a Dallas quarterback, God, I mean, look, Romo was a backup undrafted. I know we're supposed to hate him, but, like, I did kind of like him, if I'm honest. Uh, it, how do I – again, how do you not root for a guy that's undrafted out of a college yeah. that doesn't exist anymore? You got to do Quincy Carter if you do a backup Cowboys quarterback. Quincy Carter would be good. Quincy Carter would be a good I don't one. know what he's doing right now, but I'm sure he has a dime bag if you're looking for it. I'm sure. Yeah, didn't he get <laughs> wasn't he like, didn't he get caught with like uh wasn't he like selling Jamarcus Russell like the Robitussin before he was drinking it or something? I don't like, know what he got caught with that purple stuff. Dude, you can look at you can look at him at Quincy Carter and be like, I know he got the best weed on the team. You ain't gotta ask. Like I don't <laughs> Look, Jared Lorenzen would be a great one. Quincy Carter would be a great one. I, I would, I would love to do like a vintage Doug Williams. Doug, he's a little before my time, but it'd be, it'd be fun to watch his old highlights. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I honestly feel like I've already got the guys I really like, though. I liked Coy Detmer, and I really liked Rex Grossman. I know you guys had years with him, um, so I feel like I've, because of my, you know, gr- growing up watching NFC games. Uh, NFC East games, I should say. Like, I feel like I've gotten the guys I for sure want to get so far. Um, but yeah, those are the ones that are like next on the docket. I'm also trying to like do quarterbacks from around the league. So like when I message people, I'm like, oh, you're from Seattle. Here's your Matt Flynn episode or whatever. Yeah. Well, so, like, I feel like I've already covered all the NFC teams, the NFC East teams. So I won't get back to them for probably like another year. But when I do, I'll keep these guys in mind for my. Uh, you you got to get Colt McCoy one day. Colt McCoy's a great one. He's going to be oh. a great one down the road. Still playing though. I, yes, I try he's to still get playing. him retired. I try to get him yeah. retired. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, see that whole that whole there's there's a whole period. See, I, I think it's interesting because there is a whole period for the Eagles between Randall Cunningham and Donovan McNabb, where there was just a a a, re, a revolving door of backups coming in to play quarterback. And yeah. so I, I figured you would just hammer those guys out because Rodney, you Pete. got both Detmers, you got Rodney Bobby Boyne, you got Rodney Pete, you know, he, Mark Rippin was there for a minute. You married Holly Robinson, know. Pete, though, so it worked out. Yeah, I would do. I, I would only do Robbie, uh, Rodney Pete if I can get Holly Robinson, Pete as the guest right. for the episode. Mm. 
Um, you can, like, you Michael Sam. Who was Michael Sam? You remember uh, Michael Sam a couple years ago? The linebacker. No. Oh, the gay guy. Oh, like the, damn. The first one to touch the ball, he said, in the game. You know, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bad joke. Uh, Go I see what you're going for there. Look, I hope there's more gay guys in the NFL, man. Like, yeah. the, 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 the league will get better. There's a lot of great – you see how jacked gay dudes are? They'd be crushing it in the league. I guarantee sexuality. The, the games would be more entertaining with gay dudes. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm pretty sure there's a ton of, of gay dudes in the NFL that just – you know, aren't willing to tell it. So yeah, we need well, like a real tough one with like a fruity nickname, like you know the guy. I don't want to say. Fuck it, I'm not going to. Yeah, this. There's never another episode of this podcast. What else can I say? <laughs> yeah, I was going to let it go. Hey, I, hey go. Uh, Eric, I would be really going before, for it, Dev. Before we depart, though, your your preview for your Charlie Fry episode. Although it's only like 10 seconds is probably the funniest shit that I've seen in a really long time. And I do want to share it very quickly right here. It is extremely funny. I got to play it. Ready? Here we go. That is hilarious. Every single episode of my podcast, it's it's now annoying, so it'll stop at any point. But if you go to if you guys follow the um uh bringing the backups on Instagram, I have all of them. So like there's 18 episodes, there's 18 music promos for every show I've ever done with a, a song and the quarterback's name inserted into the lyrics. <laughs> the Charlie Fry, when he took that, that was probably the slowest three steps <laughs> I've seen in my entire life, but he still, he still yoked the You're dude. Fine. The guy was like, mm. and that was Will Smith. That was Will Smith, the defensive end who was pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's that's the crazy part of that. I remember – I remember seeing it on a highlight and being like, what the hell? I mean, you didn't, you didn't get to the league getting tackled, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, man. I, I, only did, I only did Charlie Fry because I was in uh, I was doing a comedy festival in Akron. And uh, I, I like as I was doing the podcast, I hadn't decided on a quarterback yet. And I just Googled Akron zip quarterbacks. And he set like every record there in the early 2000s. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm right next to where he played college. And then I realized he got drafted by the Browns, so he's like a hometown dude. Uh, and then everybody, as I was like just mentioning Charlie Fry to like comics that I was doing the set with, they were all like Ohio comics. They were like, "Oh fuck yeah, dude, Charlie Fry, he got screwed, man. That guy was great. <laughs> like, he was not great, but like that's one of the fun things about the show is like every fan base has one guy that they're like, if he had only gotten a chance, like a couple more games, he could have shown what he had." And that's so that, that's like the sweet spot. Like Charlie Fry is kind of the perfect guy where you're like 16 touchdowns, 27 interceptions, but like he had talent and he was he was if the team was a little bit better, you know? So, I'm always I'm always looking for the the guy who sucked but could have not sucked if he was drafted by Bill Belichick. Yeah, question question, question for you too, Eric now. So as as we're winding down a little bit and talk about this upcoming season, who has a better season, Fitz or Hertz? Hertz. Hertz is gonna just because Hertz is gonna play the whole. If, if if they both stay healthy, Fitzpatrick will get benched at some point, and the Eagles have no one. But who they who the Eagles gonna play? Flacco. Yeah, like, that's exactly who they're gonna play. No, they're <laughs> not. Because he, he can throw the ball. Because he can throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. Neither can Hertz. What do you do? Yes, I, he can. I don't he think can. we know. Yeah, we, I mean, he didn't throw. Dude, Hurts had it. Did you okay? Did you watch Hurts at Oklahoma his, his senior season? I watched Hurts like play Washington now. his last game. <laughs> I wanted us to draft him. I like David Hurts, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> gave that away. There you, there's your next episode, Nate Sudfeld, right there. Dude, Nasty Nate Sudfeld Nate. would just that would just be me giving a fuck you to Giants fans. Nasty Nate. <laughs> Dude, is that what he's fine? I think Hurts. I think Hurts is going to have. Uh, a, a pretty good season on a bad Eagles team. That's my 
prediction. I mean, the, he's a gamer. Uh, I, I love his attitude. Like he's like the opposite of Carson Wentz mm -hmm. in that like Carson Wentz kind of, I think when I say someone's a pussy, it's like a football yeah. pussy. They're t a million times tougher than me, but they're not Ray Lewis when I say yeah. that. So that with that caveat, Carson Wentz is like folded under the pressure. Like I was half joking of like the Eagles had a statue of Nick Foles that Carson Wentz could see when he's going into the stadium, which is kind of like if there was a statue of like my wife's ex-boyfriend in my fucking kitchen and I had to like <laughs> throw a bed sheet over it so I could get a fucking sandwich at two o'clock in the morning. Like it would also drive me insane so I can understand why that was hard. But think about Hurts, man. Hurts won a national championship at Alabama, then gets replaced by Tua in the championship game, sticks with the team, ends up like helping them to the championship the next year when he comes in, and then fucking goes to Oklahoma, learns how to throw in a season, and puts and like has like a record setting season as a passer in a different offense. To me, that's like almost whether or not like he's got the best physical attributes for a quarterback, it's like he's got it fucking here, man. That's like a mentally tough person. And I'm like, yep. I trust somebody like that to find a way to win when the game's close. I don't really trust someone like Wentz. So like for that reason, I'm like, whatever hurts his ability is, I believe he'll maximize it. That makes sense. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I liked hurts more than Tua. I was, I'm not a big Tua fan. Never was yeah. um, as far as being a pro quarterback. So you know, I think you'll get better results out of Hurts as opposed to what the Dolphins may get out of Tua, at least this season. I think he'll, I think Hurts will hit his max potential, well, you know, pretty easily. Tua also and has he, Devontae Parker and uh, what's his face at receiver and a, and uh, Galecki at tight end. Yeah, you said get tight end like that. That's a that's a whole different animal when you have that kind of guys with you. You don't know say. I mean. You're right. You're right, dude. But the Eagles actually have good weapons when they're held. I mean, they just got the Eagles got the guy, the receiver from Alabama, who I'm right. blanking on right yeah, now. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I know their uh, I know their TCU receiver was like a reach last year, uh, but I think he'll be better. Miles Sanders is way underrated. I think he's one of the better running backs in the league that just doesn't get used enough. And they still yeah. have, after all the talk about Ertz being gone, they still have Ertz. They still have Goddard. I don't think the Eagles' weapons are bad. And I don't think the line's that bad. I think that defense is going to be a nightmare, and they're going to be playing from behind. But, again, that's probably going to make Hertz's numbers look even better than they maybe are. Like, they, there might even be, like, an optical illusion going on there. Plus, obviously, Hertz can run. I, I do think Hertz is going to have, like – I don't think there's any reason he won't be the Eagles' quarterback for the next six or seven seasons. Like, I think he's totally got that – and um, it's just a question of like, you know, if we're on, if I'm honest, I think you guys have a better roster. I think the Cowboys have a better roster and the Eagles are going to battle out with the Giants to be the worst team in the, to not be the worst team in the NFC. East. that's my prediction, but I don't think that's a reflection on Jalen Hurts not developing. I think he will. Right. I think the offense no, I think, is going to be good. I think it'd be smart if y'all lean on Miles Sanders a lot more. I'm, I'm a Penn State fan. So, you know, I love Miles Sanders. I think he's a, a – yeah fantastic running back and i always found it surprising that the eagles didn't lean on him more no matter who was under center because it's like you got this fantastic talent back here and you know we're gonna have we're gonna have wentz chuck it up 60 times a game i think dickerson was a good uh pick for you guys too at center or i think he might play guard for you guys right i have no idea i i i only watched the draft for five minutes to cheer when he got the receiver and then i turned it off lineman from uh, alabama <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Philly, your uh, your name is Philly. You're a Penn State fan. I think you're a liar. I think you're an Eagles fan. In your <laughs> this is insane. Why would you be? Why aren't you rooting for Virginia Tech? That's right. That's my team. I'm not. I'm, I'm not hold on, hold on. I'll tell you why. Okay, I'm a, I'm a DC native, right? All right. So. Obviously, all my pro sports teams are Washington sports teams. So you, you can imagine I've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, the Penn State thing just comes from the fact that, you know, I watched a lot of Penn State growing up. 
Um, Maryland football didn't even get on TV as much as Penn State football because Maryland football in the late 80s, early 90s was absolute garbage when they're, you know, with Scott Milanovich, a quarterback of all people, running a run and shoot up there. You know, just nobody was watching. So it just, I never caught on to Maryland football because it was just never on. It was, I was never able to get really exposed to it. Only reason I know that Maryland football was trash was hearing that it was trash. Then I go back and look and I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely right. So, but since Penn State was always on on Saturdays and Penn State was close enough, I kind of adopted them. Yeah, this is what I think. I think Philly's an Eagles fan, and you guys have a traitor in your midst. That's what I think. Yeah, in the ranks. A these, guys, these guys know better because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm extremely passionate on anything Burgundy and Gold, especially Dude, my- when it comes to this new name debate because uh, I know you're it? a comedian. If you saw some of the names these people are floating out there, it is straight comedy. Why Still think that's the name of Fast Blacks, in my opinion. That's why. I think. <laughs> What about Wild Hogs? How is Wild Hogs not the fucking John Travolta be the mascot? What the the Washington Wild Hogs? And no, no, and your mascot is William H Macy trying to break dance because then he do that on like William H Macy though. (laughs) You guys, what is Washington has the dumbest names? You have the you have a basketball team named the Wizards. Oh, don't they don't count? We love them, but they don't count. They don't don't count. I'm a Knicks fan, so haha. The whole reason I've done this bit on my podcast before, but whatever, you know, if people see it twice, they can fuck off. There's a, uh, (laughs) I remember like I had a buddy on my show who is uh, from DC and he's a huge Wizards fan. And I was like, why, why aren't you guys the bullets? The bullets is like one of the coolest names. He's like, yeah, man, there were a lot of shootings back in DC. And I was like, well, that sounds like the perfect reason to be called the bullets then. It sounds like it sounds like it True. matches the region. It actually, exactly, it, it actually has to go to world events that are going on to this day. I use that same watch. logic when I call them the Fast Blacks. Exact same logic. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, so Rod, you, Rod and Dev are Knicks fans, so they they don't relate. Me and Phil are the Wizards fans, so they, they don't really yeah. relate to the, to the to the pain we have as Wizards. You know they well, had they had they had monarchs they had the rubies they had I mean a bunch of like throwaway names for the for the vote fan voting so you know at least we can appreciate we're getting a vote whether we really have a say or not I don't know dude there's there's a contingent on social media that that is spamming every one of these online polls for the name to be Red Wolves mm. and I said there are no Red Wolves. Anywhere near DC. There's no fucking wizards in DC, bro. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. I live near Page <laughs> County, Virginia. We there are some oh, red wizards out there. there. What the fuck is the Expo, man? What was that thing? You know, I mean, where is New England? What the fuck did they play it? Are you asking what the Montreal Expos were? I actually know what the Expos are. Right, yeah. What are those? I read a book called Up, Up, and Away, which was about the Montreal Expos. There was a there was a, there was a Montreal Expo Fair that was very famous that happened like a World's Fair, and then they got their baseball team like two years later, so they called them the Montreal Expos. The Montreal Expos are one of the coolest franchises in uh, baseball, and you guys ruined it. Damn! The Orioles. The Orioles are not going to be in Baltimore in five years. Because there's nobody going to those games, even though it's hey. like the most beautiful stadium in baseball. There's they have like eight fans. But Eric, here's the asshole. thing though: they still get the 90-10 split over all the TV revenue for both teams, which is asinine. But they, oh, the they Orioles get, do? They do. Yeah. That was the only because way they have they a joint get, ownership of the cable station, and that was the only way they would get the uh, Peter Angelos to vote for the Nationals to come. You know, be in the be in this area was if he got. 90% of the TV revenue. So it's That's something they're struggling with. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. 90% of, of Nationals revenue goes to the Orioles? Tel- television. Oh, television, yeah, revenue. Yeah, yeah. television revenue. Holy Thug cow. Life. But TV revenue is probably your biggest source of revenue. Yeah, that's insane. Thug life. Yeah. It's been, in court, it's been in court for like six years now. It's wow. just keep getting – yeah. Dude. Literally, that is what's keeping the Dude. Orioles alive. Like their, their attendance is – I feel bad. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Anyone who thinks Dan Snyder is the worst owner in sports doesn't know who Peter Angelos is. Yeah. 
And he doesn't want to is, is, is the devil. Sound like he's the he best on the that Orioles. He's, <laughs> Actually, this conversation is evidence that he's pretty shrewd. He's, yeah, he's pretty good. At it. <laughs> I mean, he does. That's what like he has all this money, and he still hasn't put together a decent team in two decades. It's e harmony profile. business. That's all it says. I mean, oh man, the Orioles haven't been any good since the late nineties. Yeah, but who do they yeah. play, dude? Who do they play? Yeah, come on, Yankees. That's, could you the, be the Devil Rays? Play the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like me and Rod. Also, Yankees fans works oh, out. Man, how does that? How does that make sense? Oh well. I'm hey, in Kentucky. We don't have any sports teams. But I'm from Connecticut, and my first professional baseball game, Doc Gooden threw a no hitter versus Seattle Mariners. So, being 15 and, and witnessing that, like I already like the Yankees, but that definitely cemented it for me. Like, holy shit, that's that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's history. I remember right Doc Gooden as a Met. If you get those early childhood experiences, my dad used to take me to Army football games. He went to West Point. Yeah. So now I'm like a diehard Army football fan, even though they run an they run an offense from like the 1930s. Triple yep. option, zero passes. They do. There was there was a season three years ago. They won four games without attempting a pass. Attempting oh. a pass. They won yeah. four games. That's embarrassing for the, the opposing team. Like you know how tough on defense you gotta be to know that they're gonna run fifty times with your face yeah. and you gotta but know dude, you gotta stop it. But the Georgia way Tech, Georgia Tech does it too. <laughs> they did. Georgia Tech uh, got rid of their option. Now the Army's the only it's Army, Navy, and then like Air Force. Probably yeah, all, the, all the military academies. Yeah, yeah, those are the only ones now that run a run a full triple option. It two lanes kind of close, but like yeah. it's fascinating to watch a team know you're gonna run. They know you're gonna run, and you still get five yards every play. It's kind of like it's 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 weird. It's like it's like they're playing anti football. Yeah, they're like they're like let's play a version of football where the other offense gets to run like eight plays, <laughs> and we control the ball for fifty five minutes, and we win three to nothing. But like something, and, and also what's great about Army football, like because I watch games, uh, usually it's like a battle with my wife to be like I can't watch football for three hours. I'm like. An army football game lasts an hour and ten minutes because right. the, clock never stops. the clock never stops. No one ever scores. Just scout teaming for that shit must be awful. The what? Just scout teaming for that shit the whole week before prepping. That would be awful. Just be a safety at practice. And they run like fifty times in practice preparing for that shit. They, they wear you down, man. I mean, look, right. it's like look the old old football used to be like that too, where you run the ball. You know, seventy percent of the time that was the old NFL. It's obviously not anymore, but it's it's an interesting thing. I also I like the Kansas City. I know we got we're running low on time here, so I'll, this will be my last little story. But like, I like the Kansas City Royals, and the uh, I started rooting for them because my dad used to work in uh, at Fort Leavenworth, so I'd go out there for summers, and I had nothing to do but go and watch the like two thousand two Kansas City Royals get smoked by every team that came into Kansas City for a month. So I just go watch these games. There's nobody there. I'm watching. They have the, the Royals were like the worst team and the oldest team, which is never a good combination. Like Bo Jackson's Royals? No, no he's he's, like, he's in the Mike Sweeney era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Sweeney, Terrence Long, uh, just terrible, just terrible players. And uh, I started rooting for them. And what their new management did is they were like, everybody's trying to hit home runs. Everyone's going for home runs. We're gonna have an all contact baseball team. We're like. We don't strike out ever. We just put the ball in play. And so that was like it ran so counterculture to what everybody did that they stood out and like other teams didn't know how to play against it because it was just so – it's almost like you're so antiquated. It's hard – like you were saying, it's hard to prep for it. Yeah. And that's what that's what Army football is too is like team big schools like Alabama won't schedule them because it's like they might fucking lose – because they haven't played anybody like that in eight years unless they played, like, the Citadel or some shitty D2 school. So, like, there's something fascinating about going so against the grain of what everybody else is doing that it actually starts working. So, anyway, this is is my pitch for people to start watching Army football. (laughs) But uh, I think it's it's fascinating. Beat Navy. Just run around saying beat Navy every time. Yeah, that's all you got to say. Yeah, that's all you got to know. (laughs) <laughs> you got you got two you got two uh two army guys on this pod, one current, one former. So you are winning them over. Yeah, Rodney's at Leavenworth right now. He he's currently there. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. 
Ask your ask your father uh, when's the last time he beat Navy and and, and get his response. You'll you'll <laughs> <laughs> kind of a running joke, you know. Uh, but Eric, hey, we we really sincerely want to uh, thank you for your taking your time um, to sit down and, and chop it up with us, um, talking about backups, talking about the NFCEs, talking about just football in general. It's always enlightening to have a a, a wonderful guest who's outside of the the Washington football realm and and just kind of opens our aperture a little bit than just talking about our, our one little team. But Hey, for, for all the listeners, you know, who don't, who don't know you yet. And, you know, can you tell them where, where can we find you on social media or in any of your platforms? What's the best way they can, they can find your content. So uh, you just go at Eric Helwig on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, Eric with a CK Helwig, like uh, hell, the place wig, like a thing on your head. Eric Helwig. Think all of us need except for you. <laughs> and and uh, if you want to find my podcast or uh, anything else I'm doing, you can just check out my website. That's the easiest way. Everything's there. EricHelwig.com. You can listen to the pod, bring in the backups. And obviously, if you're liking the show, uh, you know, subscribe. You know, you can write into me. Let me know a backup you want to hear me talk about. It's a very uh, try to encourage like interaction with the show. Like I like talking with fans. So yeah, uh, if you know, you want to hear me uh, opine about Alex Van Pelt for two hours and then interview a open mic comedian from New York that I used to work with. Bringing the backups is for you. So check out the pod. And uh, yeah, all you just all all at my website, ericelwick.com. I'll, I'll be looking forward to that Gary Kubiak pod when it comes out. Yeah, he'd be a good one. Was, it, was he a quarterback <laughs> or a kicker? He was a quarterback. He backed up Elway's entire oh, career. Oh, shit. Who's the guy that backed up Peyton Manning? Jim Sorgi. I got to get him on. Paul Justin. There's Frank Reich. Frank Reich's a good one. Frank, dude, so I'm doing – my next quarterback is going to be – they were like uh, – everyone's like wants me to do a Buffalo episode. They're like, you got to do Frank Reich. I'm like, I'm doing Alex Van Pelt who backed up Frank Reich. It's kind of like a fuck you to everybody <laughs> that keeps telling me I have to do Frank Reich. So basically, when I say I like interaction with my guests, I mean if you request a quarterback, I'll rec- I'll do the guy that's backing up the guy you want to hear. <laughs> so it's a very antagonistic relationship I have with my fans, but feel free to join in. It's a lot of fun. No, it's awesome, man. Like Steve said, Eric, is it, it was a pleasure having you on, man. Is uh, it's good to talk shit like like Steve said with someone else outside the Washington circle because it is it can get monotonous at times and a little bit stale. So uh. I think you definitely brought some flavor. We we have a, a podcast that we specifically name the Barbershop. It goes long as fuck, like two and a half hours long. We drink and we're probably pretty toasted. I want you on one of those pods, man. So hopefully your line stays open and you are willing to come on because I, I love your energy tonight and you definitely fit in well with us. So when we have a Barbershop pod, either Steve or I will send you an invite, but please join us, man. It's fun. There's no topics at all. We just rant and bullshit like we pretty much did the first 25 minutes of this pod. And I think you'll be a perfect guest for that, man. So this was awesome. I appreciate you, man. Of course, dude. I've never had like a, a pep talk after a podcast, during a podcast. He was like, look, man, <laughs> you got in there. You really synced up with us. You talked some shit. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Usually, usually people save that for the part where they say, all right, goodbye, Eric. Wait a second. And then tell me that. But I like that you included it in the podcast. I- I can edit it, so it's no big deal. Could be after the box. No big Leave deal. it in. Leave Fuck me. you, Eric. I didn't say any of that shit. Pull him back the curtain right now. Let us <laughs> lock because I usually smoke weed on the pod, and he cuts it out. Nah. <laughs> uh, man, y'all be good, I though, man. I, I appreciate you guys having me, too. And, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm down for whatever. I'd love to come back on to this show or any other shows you do. You just, uh, you just hit me up. Yeah, definitely, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Peace. Later. Peace,